I'm here to tell you that the quantum financial system is ready to roll. Despite what they want to tell us about quantum computers being 20 years away, I'm here to tell you that the new system is ready. If they're not going to call it quantum yet, it's going to be quantum eventually. So I hope you guys are strapped in and have a plan. We're going to run it up with a Saturday session here going live. We're going to cover the current events, cryptocurrency, tie it all together and give you guys some action strategies to help you prepare for this transfer of wealth. God bless you all. Let's get it. Yeah, my last TikTok got you excited. Well, we're going to get into it, folks. Let's run it up. Okay, so first off to start, I just put out this tweet. I noticed I was looking on the uh, trending of Twitter, and it says that there's 220,000 tweets. Now, I don't know how long that's been, if that's in the last week, what that even means. Uh, But a lot of people are talking about XRP and Ripple right now. We definitely have eyes on, which is good to see. So I just put out this video. You can see it on TikTok or YouTube. Wells Fargo set up for the QFS. I cannot confirm this. This video I found on Twitter uh, that I play behind me. I got the the green screen video going here. But I just dropped this video on Wells Fargo apparently being set up for the QFS. And he said that it's called the Quantum Financial System. This guy, you know, kind of rambling on a little bit. But he said that he's known this guy at the bank here who's like, you know, upper level in the bank at Wells Fargo, I guess. And he says that they've been training for the last six months for the QFS and that it's basically ready to be rolled out over the next couple months. So can't confirm this video. This is just uh, his story. But nonetheless, I did I did share this video. So if you guys want to check it out, it's a two minute long, two minutes, two seconds on that video. Thank you for coming in. Hey, speaking of getting ready to do something. How about this XRP chart boiling up here on the one week? This is the XRP BTC chart. Huge shout out to Crypto Bull for always giving us a bullish chart to look at. Maybe it's a little bit of hopium. Maybe we're getting excited, but uh, you know, I'm no TA expert, but I can tell you that that thing is coiled up, ready to launch. He says XRP in a three-year falling wedge with a slight deviation because of the lawsuit announcement. When this breaks out, we should see fireworks. The narrative is perfect right now, and they're going to blame this whole thing. This whole system is collapsing, right? And now we get to blame the bad guy, Mr. Putin. This does get interesting, though, because we're talking about the world powers finally meeting up for a physical battle. But nonetheless, we'll get into that later. What I wanted to remind you guys of... Uh, We forget about all of these partnerships and all these tests that have been done with Ripple and XRP. So there's been so many, literally hundreds over the past few years, that we forget who all Ripple has actually partnered with and who all has tested XRP in the Ripple network. So this this right here from uh, Bill, this guy on Twitter named Bill. One of Australia's major four banks openly states on its website it is partnering with Canada CIBC using Ripple's blockchain network technology, um, National Australia Bank forms International Bank Innovation Network. Now, this article is actually from 2016. So these deals have been done so long ago, and we forgot about all of them. You know, you don't find this, right? I mean, unless you're really digging. This article was updated, it looks like, uh, last year in October. 
but this is National Australia Bank has signed agreements with two leading global financial institutions, Israel's Bank Lumi, Lumi, and the Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. Sounds like a pretty decent-sized bank up there in Canada, the Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. Now, you're saying, oh, well, they, are they really using Ripple XRP? We scroll on down here, check it out. We're excited to be working with CIBC and have already partnered with them in using Ripple's blockchain technology to complete international payment transfers between our banks as a proof of concept. We believe that the technology has the potential to not only deliver real-time international payments, but also improved security and efficiency of our payment systems. So this is an important piece of work. Bank Lumi is recognized as the most innovative bank in Israel and is on the and is the bank of choice for Israel's world-leading startup ecosystem. The rest of the world has already been running the test, you know, and maybe we've been doing something, hopefully, here in America. I hope to God that we've cut a deal with Ripple, because we most definitely are going to get left behind here. As you're seeing, National Bank of Australia, major banks in Canada, leading bank in Israel. We've tested it in all of the big banks in the Middle East. You guys already know SBI Holdings, Rothschild's own SBI. Remember, I got a story for you guys too. Let me remind you. I got to tell you guys about my experience buying silver at the end. So you guys saw the video. I just bought some silver today. So I finally do own some precious metals other than uh, a bunch of freedom seeds. But I got a story to tell you my interaction picking up silver for the first time. But my my silver dealer, the, the coin dealer there, says the same thing that we hear from a lot of people. Why would they let a private entity? They're not going to let a private entity because I get talking with this guy about everything, about his theories, about his major thesis about gold, silver, and the whole thing. Well, we went right down the rabbit hole. It, it, it's like when I talk to these people, you know, I feel like they just get a sense of comfort and they know, I know the things to say to just get them going and completely expose their whole, you know, thoughts, thesis for me. And so he just completely went off and we got into it. But, uh, you know, we were talking and he was saying, I, I said, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hedging my bets here. I got a little bit of cryptocurrency, a little bit of this and that. And he says, yeah, you know, it's all going digital and all this. But he says, you're, um, they're never going to use that crypto. He was telling me that crypto is worthless. It's just digits on the computer. And I said, yeah, you know, with my crypto, I just, I went heavily into XRP which is a crypto that's going to be used by the banks and the financial institutions. And he says, oh, yeah, they're all going to go digital, but they're not going to use any private solution. They're not going to use any private coin. What is the Federal Reserve? You know, I, I mean, I just let him go. I didn't, I didn't tell him this. But this is what I was thinking is, well, what's the Federal Reserve, my guy? We got a whole private banking cartel that runs this world. What are you talking about? J.P. Morgan, if J.P. Morgan doesn't greenlight it, it doesn't happen in the Western financial world. Same with Goldman Sachs and all the boys and girls over there. Now, Ripple is a private entity, but they're working on becoming a world reserve currency that's as liquid as a G10 currency, and they want to service, put a debt in the universe by servicing all 7 billion people, and they've specifically targeted the banks and the financial institutions, the people that matter in the financial world. So it's funny. Uh, I was laughing because I was in there at the the coin dealer today, and it was me, and there was like three or four other guys that must have been in their 70s. So I'm thinking, I'm in here with the boomers buying silver, and I try to mention crypto and just get taken down. But um, 
you know, I get where he's coming from. He's right. They are all going to adopt central bank digital currencies, you know, and, and most 99% of cryptos are not going to be used. But this is where our research takes us to the next level. And you guys can compare the information that we're providing with everyone else. And even Jim Rickards, who's a huge gold guy, you can now hear him, the clips that he said about Stellar Lumens. He knows that the distributed ledger technology, uh, basically an ESDR, is what they would prefer, right? Um, but let's get back into this. I, I digress. You know, I just wanted to mention with, with all of these partnerships that we forget about, all of these tests that have been ran with Ripple XRP that we forget about. Uh, meanwhile, check this tweet out. It is not looking good for Ethereum right now, folks. Not looking good for Ethereum at all. A leading Ethereum engineer with some thoughts worth reflecting on. Uh, this guy's named Peter. I guess he's a developer on Ethereum. He says, in Ethereum's history, complexity never decreased. Every EIP is piling on top. Every major change, all of the updates, is one more nail. I'm extremely frustrated when a research proposal says everything's figured out, it's just engineering now. As good as it feels that we're approaching the merge, I must emphasize that Ethereum is not going in a clean direction. It's achieving results, but it's also piling complexity like there's no tomorrow. If the protocol doesn't get slimmer, it's not going to make it. It's not going to make it from a leading Ethereum developer. Not to mention the whole Ethereum free pass exposing this whole thing. Will Ethereum continue to get the free pass from the SEC and the Goldman Sachs boys, you know, making sure that everything's good? Probably. But folks, you, this ETH, ETH, Ethereum 2, Ethereum 2 is not solving much. It's really not getting much done. The good news is, is that we're holding coins like XDC that allow Ethereum ERC20 tokens to migrate to the X, XDC ledger in 10 minutes while you're having your cup of coffee. That's why we hold XDC, one of many reasons. Let's get into the world stage events. Russia pipeline gas flows to China have increased since the Ukraine war. So while we have Sleepy Creepy telling Xi that uh, you're not going to be allowed to support them militarily, well, we're already in the middle of the currency war. We're already in the middle of the resource war. So... You know, Joe obviously is just representing us as a complete embarrassment, and we've been set up for failure. This thing will be destroyed. Not only is the U.S. dollar losing its reserve currency status, unfortunately, I do believe that there is some military deal in the offing that will set us up for embarrassment once again, similar to Afghanistan. And God bless our troops. It kills me to see this happen. Kills me to see that we got 7,000 troops getting uh deployed out here into Europe right now. It's it's terrible. It's terrible to see. All because we couldn't have Zelensky in Ukraine, the puppet that Zelensky is, he won't just come out and say that he's not going to join NATO. That's all he has to do. Just come out and say you're not going to join NATO, and it'd be all good and dandy. Russia doesn't want war with Europe. Europe's funding Russia right now. By buying up all of their natural resources and gas and oil. 
right? Now, Putin does have objectives, and I'm not denying that. I've been listening to Jim Rickards talk about how um, essentially Putin is blowing up, destroying pipelines in Ukraine so that they don't have to pay the toll to Ukraine anymore. They want to set up the Nord Stream line to Germany so they can just send their direct supply to Germany without having to pay the tolls as the natural gas and oil goes through Ukraine. So so Jim Rickards was talking about how he's been destroying those. So, you know, that's why I don't get into the debate or conversation. I don't care. Good guy, bad guy, Putin. I, I'm not here for that. He's got his objectives. He's moving. He's not being stopped. Um, but I don't think that he's really looking to get this into a full-blown-out war. Meanwhile, our side is sending more troops, is ready, talking about what we need to do. We need to uh, get military equipment on the ground. We need to establish a no-fly zone. We need to engage in conflict with Russia. Our side is the side that scares me. But I do understand that all the world is a stage. But with that being said, they, they do set up real events where real people are affected and real lives are lost. We know this time and time again. They've committed plenty of false flags to lead us into military conflicts. And you guys are seeing what's getting exposed over there in the Ukraine and what's now hitting the headlines over here. The New York Times, the New York Post, we're going to get into that in just one second. But check it out. Once again, uh, we covered this article already. But this is the second part to this article. Will Russia gold sanctions finally reveal that the emperor has no clothes? I most definitely think that we are going to see these markets continue to get jacked up until we hit a critical mass point where they have to admit that the derivatives market cannot pay on the physical metals. Our commodities, you're seeing the supply chains are hitting right now. And what I just realized by reading this article is, he says, why the delay in COMEX and the LBMA recognizing sanctions that made it illegal for them to accept Russian gold bars? So you have the major exchanges actually not able to accept Russian gold bars going forward. Now, the most recent numbers I got is that Russia is producing about 400 tons of gold per year. So this is getting interesting because they're sanctioning Russia, and this is not only hurting us with higher energy costs, but I'm going to show you guys a chart here of all the other resources that come from Russia, right? And then you have gold on top of that. This, this thing's from the whole top down, the whole top down, the whole U.S. petrodollar system. These charts show Russia's invasion choking world of natural resources. So 27% of the palladium, 24% of the fertilizer, 69% of the platinum, 78% of the gas of, of Europe over here, 22% of wheat for North Africa. See, 27% of our palladium, that's massive. 44% of the nickel. This is massive, massive. Now, check it out. This is what the elites, this is what they want for you. While the prices continue to go up, while we have a supply chain crisis, they don't want to fix the issues. They want you to live beneath your means. They want you to cut back on your spending, on your driving, 
Check it out. Elites suggest price controls, dystopian travel restrictions to manage soaring energy costs. Now, this picture is from back in the 70s when we were in a similar crisis where they actually lowered the speed limit from 70 to 55 in an effort to save on gas. Back in the 70s, they were warning about peak oil. Inflation was running rampant. You know, obviously, we were just getting out of the Vietnam War uh, leading into the 70s. And Nixon took us off the gold standard in 71, which basically set a new reserve status, a, a new reserve currency status, basically. Uh, that was the beginning of the uh, us losing it had we not set up the deals with Henry Kissinger setting up all of the petrodollar deals for our oil. So after we got off the gold standard, we forced everyone at the end of a gun to accept uh, our dollars for their oil. But check it out. This is their plan. You own nothing, be happy, be a peasant, eat shit food, don't drink clean water, send your kids to mass brainwashing propaganda schools, put a chip in you so we can track you, use our central bank digital currency so that we can cut you off, we can give you your little UBI, your little peasant, peasant money uh, basic income, go live in a coffin apartment, Take five-minute showers. Turn your country into third-world hellhole, i.e. Seattle, i.e. Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, every major city in the United States. Absolute dumps. Now, with that being said, let me back up and say, I know that we haven't had it rough. I know that we haven't had, if you're listening to me from around the world and you're thinking, these Americans have no idea. No, I, I get it. I get it. We don't. We, we are going to feel it though. It's coming back home. And it's coming back home right now as we speak. The reserve currency status has basically kept us living this standard of living. Check out this Bloomberg opinion, opinion article that came out though. This is an absolute joke. Inflation stings most if you earn less than 300K. Here's how to deal. So, so this is some writer from Bloomberg. I think the... Uh, oh, I thought there was a picture of the lady who wrote this article. <laughs> so, so here's what they tell you to do. Take the bus. Don't buy in bulk. Remember what the World Bank just told us? Don't stockpile food. Don't stockpile food and water. Think mere with everything they say. From the news stories, from the current events, to what they advise you to do, think mere. Think the complete opposite. What do they tell you to do? Take the bus. Don't buy in bulk. Try lentils instead of meat. In fact, why don't you drink that? Uh, uh, why don't you eat that uh, fake meat? What do they call it? I don't even know what they call it. Impossible burger. Go eat your Impossible Burger. And she says, nobody said this would be fun. Nope. Nope. Don't worry about addressing the issues or holding anyone accountable, any of our leaders holding the central banks accountable, holding our politicians that have caught us up in this war, have caught us up in this supply chain crisis, who shut down our country, killed businesses. Don't hold the people accountable that are making it illegal to enforce laws, enforce the Constitution like they are here in, in Washington State. 
Instead, eat your impossible burger, take the bus, and live like an absolute peasant. And keep your mouth shut. Don't complain. Don't talk about Hunter Biden. Don't talk about the Biden crime family. Don't you dare question the narrative and put that chip in you. Do the hokey pokey. Do a little dance. Be a little peasant. Nobody said this would be fun. Check it out. Italy to levy 10% windfall profit tax on energy companies. So now they're going to tax these corporations more, these energy companies. And they're considering it here in America right now too. Remember what we talked about just a couple days ago. Last time Jim, they, they did this. Gas prices increased 600%. Last time they did this to the energy companies and, and hit them with an extra tax, gas prices increased, I believe, 600%. It was multiple hundreds of percent. Now, what do they need to distract us from? They have the war. Flu season's over. Right? So they brought up the war because what's coming out? Mainstream news. Mainstream news. The spies who lie. Shout out to the New York Post for doing some real journalism. And I just heard that they got taken down on Twitter. How the hell can the New York Post, a slightly like not even right, they're not, they're not even conservative really. They're still mainstream as it gets. New York Post. They're just not completely sold out to the left into cancel culture. Uh, check it out. These are all of the people who said that it was in disinformation. The laptop. The laptop from hell. And they still won't say sorry. Shout out to the New York Post for holding these people accountable. These people that sold us out. Where is Hunter? Why did Joe say what he said the other day? Can anyone explain that? No. No. No one can explain that one. Continuing on before I get in trouble for talking about Sleepy Creepy and the Biden crime family and then I start talking about Clinton and... Now... The NOAA warns that a U.S. mega drought will persist, may impact food supply chains. So, no, guys, weather war... Okay. Whether you think it's weather warfare or whether you think that it's just climate change, I don't care what you want to call it. Call it climate change. Call it global warming. Call it whatever you want. The fact of the matter is, is we already have a supply chain crisis. We're shutting out Russia. We're shutting down the global supply chain. China's going back down, locking 51 million people down again. And then we're going to be back in a drought. A mega drought will persist in America. Folks, you better have a plan. You better have a plan that goes deeper. than. And, and this is why I talk about more than just crypto. This is why we talk about everything. Everything is connected. And you will absolutely get taken out in this crisis. These people are talking, debating whether or not we're going to have a recession. 
How out of touch are these people with reality? Well, you know, we could kind of see a recession coming in. What? We've been in a depression for over 10 years. We're done. People are dying. They're going to get wiped out financially and literally. Now, if you go out and you try to make some money, if you go out and try to add value in your community, check it out. This is what they're going to do to people who are trying to make things happen. New California bill would impose a 25% gain tax on house flippers. Now, don't get me wrong. I have a landscape business. I deal with real estate people, property managers, real estate agents, flippers. Half, it's, it's like the NFT space. Well, maybe not as bad. I would say half of flippers are not legit, shady, uh, don't really add that much value to the community and are kind of just pieces of crap. But check out what they want to do. New California bill would impose a 25% tax on capital gains on house flippers. What's the incentive to, to improve the houses? What's the incentive to improve and add value? Now, if you look at this, this is anyone who sells within three years. So if you buy a house and then decide to move in a year, decide to move in two years, 25% capital gains tax? What if you didn't even try to improve the property? You just lived there for two years. Now, I mean, maybe I could look into the details on this and see what it all imposes. But bottom line, guys, this is operation. You own nothing. You be happy, live in a coffin apartment, eating impossible burgers, don't reproduce, and accept a low, terrible standard of living. Compared to what you could achieve. You guys know me. I'm not a fancy person. I don't care about Lambos. I don't care about any of that. But if you take the risk to want to be a, a, a house flipper, to want to be a fix and flip, or uh, you want to start a business and add value to your community, and they start making it impossible for you to run and operate businesses, capitalism entrepreneurship is what can save us. People don't understand that we've had crony capitalism here in America for over 100 years. But it really just picked up once the Federal Reserve came in and we were hijacked by the bankers. But uh, it's only increased as all of our politicians do the pay-to-play uh, deal, as you guys are seeing now with the Biden crime family. This is crony capitalism deals all the way up to our president, literally. Our president, whoever that guy is. Uh, who comes to the podium once every other day for 15 minutes. They are, they are trying to kill us. Now, that might sound dramatic when I'm talking about just a 25% capital gains tax, but the point is, who's going to go and, and want to improve California? Because remember, you get a 25% capital gains tax on top of the 13% income tax, state income tax you pay in California on top of the federal income tax you pay in California. What's left for you to make? 
top earners got what, 30, 40% plus the state tax, 50% plus a 25% capital gains tax? A flipper's going to be taxed, what, 60, 60% plus? This is Operation Wipe Out the Middle Class of America and completely remove our ability to, to actually have opportunity to, you know, make our life better. You know, even just making it to the middle class, the quote unquote American dream. Not only has it always been kind of a facade and, and it used to be a thing, right? Uh, but obviously since 08, 09, we never fixed the issues and we've only increased and blown up this bubble. And now they're sweeping in for the death kill. And I meant to actually make a video. I'll make a video later on this. I was thinking today while I was driving around and you guys know that I'm really thinking about real estate right now because I'm trying to buy my first property. I really believe that they set up the ultimate trap with this real estate market over the last 10 years because the amount of people that I have seen get stretched out over the last five to 10 years is incredible. I'm watching people try to be real estate investors, try to be flippers. They have no idea what they're doing. No idea. The amount of people that I've seen become a real estate agent in the last five to 10 years, unbelievable. And then you look at all the people. This is why this is the ultimate trap. I'm going to make a whole separate video on this. It's well put together, but they have got everyone maxed out. They're paying hefty prices just for the cost of housing. A lot of people up to 50% of their bills are going to housing, which was all fine while people still had their jobs. Their businesses got shut down and they got PPP loans. They were able to still make it here for a little bit, but now you're starting to see all the businesses shut down. They had everyone maxed out and now what's happening? Massive inflation. Massive inflation that's going to absolutely squeeze these people. They're barely going to be able to make it. They're not going to be able to make it. This is the ultimate trap. Think about it. They got people here up to their neck in debt. Their 50% of their income goes to their house. 25% of it goes to a couple cars. And then they blow the rest of their money or spend the rest of their money just trying to live, right? And now the cost of all those extra goods is going through the door, uh, just, just going through the roof. This is the ultimate setup, the ultimate squeeze here on Main Street. The PPP loans, all of the different government funding, the stimulus programs gave everyone a little bit of extra rope. But half this country is has no chance. No chance. And this is the ultimate setup. What's interesting is the dynamic with housing and real estate. When you look into it, it's so complex because we have a shortage of houses. We've had mass migration, mass migration here into this country. And we have a, a, a shortage of houses. But people aren't going to be able to survive. They're not going to be able to pay the bills. They're not going to be able to put food on the table. They're not going to be able to pay to fill up their tank. This is the ultimate squeeze.
And then these these states here, California, are just going to absolutely try to kill these people. 25% gain on tax uh, if you sell within three years. Insane. Now, similarly, here in Washington State, uh, which is part of the reason why I want to move out of this state, Jay Inslee is trying to implement a nearly 9% capital gains tax. So when I go to sell my XRP, when I go to do make make any capital gains, a 9% capital gains tax, which is illegal and just got struck down in our court because per our constitution, our state constitution, we are not allowed to have a state income tax. But Jay, crooked Jay, trying to do his workaround and apply that not, nearly uh, 9%, I believe, 8 or 9% capital gains tax. Now, continuing on, interest in NFTs has plummeted. We're looking at a chart here that shows the NFT searches for Google just absolutely falling off a cliff. All, all, uh, all these NFTs, we've been talking about them, you know. We're waiting for them to come to the XRP ledger. We're waiting for, you know, some, some more utility for the NFT space, but we're watching here. So if you're wondering about NFTs, I mean, maybe could be a good time to get in on some, but just for me, what I've found is that it's very speculative. I am writing it out and I'm waiting for NFTs on the XRP ledger. Now to wrap this up, I wanted to get into this article that was put out by Ripple, Enterprise Applications of Crypto Liquidity. Now they're talking about their liquidity hub here. And they're also talking about enterprises. Remember, enterprise um, trade finance is a $19 trillion market. And that's kind of just part of enterprise solutions. That's just part of what enterprises do, right? So I'm going to read this off. Crypto continues to move towards mainstream adoption with more enterprise blockchain applications leveraging cryptocurrencies and other digital assets for operational and transactional purposes. To fully realize this shift, both financial institutions and businesses will have to more wholly embrace the technology by first gaining a better understanding of crypto utility. How are enterprises engaging with crypto today? Already, companies like PayPal, Robinhood, and others allow customers to buy, sell, and hold crypto using their platforms. Square's mobile cash app has already seen billions of dollars in revenue from giving customers access to crypto. PayPal also saw customer engagement double amongst those engaging in crypto on their platform. Some enterprises are even offering crypto part of their loyalty rewards programs. And firms like Tesla, Square, KPMG, and Massachusetts Mutual all hold crypto on their balance sheets to diversify their investment mix. Perhaps an even more exciting and timely use case of crypto for businesses is TurboTax's recent announcement of their Coinbase partnership enabling customers to invest their tax refunds into their cryptocurrency of choice directly via their Coinbase accounts. Coinbase is ahead of the game, guys. They just got that class action lawsuit filed against them, but don't get it twisted. Coinbase 100% will be green-lighted and will be on the other side of this thing, okay? I know we have our problems with Coinbase, but they're, they're going to make it regardless. But often these are only exploratory use cases to pressure test the role of enterprise cryptocurrency, spur internal awareness of the technology, or kick off a plan for broader future adoption. Given that 40% of those paying with crypto tend to be new customers to a brand, it can also be a viable user acquisition strategy for key growth across demographic groups, increasing corporate's competitive advantage.
I believe that this is why you're seeing Wall Street hold this thing up so that they can get on board because they want, they know that their customers are going to leave them. They're going to cash out their IRAs. They're going to cash out their retirement plans and they're going to go start to invest in crypto. I get it all the time with people who are joining my Discord. Oh, I have a lot of money in a retirement account and I'm looking to move it over here to crypto. Now, uh, the, the Wall Street, you know, these firms are not going to want to lose this business, right? And then when you're looking at uh, companies here like Uber that just said that their most requested service is cryptocurrency payments. I'm telling you guys, I know you, you older folks, you like your cash and I like my cash too. Don't get me wrong. And, and I don't want cash to go away. But I'm telling you that my generation and younger, even people older than me, but you know, the millennials and younger, they only want to do digital. They only want to be on their phone. They don't even want to carry the cards in their wallet anymore. Many of them will be glad to put the chip in. Scan your wrist. Scan your eye. Scan your forehead. They'll be glad to hop in with that. Ripple's already uh, worked on patenting that with uh, the Navy. For those of you guys who remember that story, right? Already been working on the chips, the, the Ripple power chips. Already working on it at Ripple. Uh, partnered up with the Navy, by the way. Check it out, though. Crypto for Business Solutions. Solutions. Tomorrow's use cases. Inevitability. Inevitably, the growing popularity of this technology means that more companies will begin to receive and disperse crypto over the coming months and years. Similarly, more financial institutions will explore the question of whether to hold crypto on their balance sheets or to adopt crypto-enabled payments. Some brands may even begin to use forms of digital assets, non-fungible tokens, central bank digital currencies, etc., to unlock new capital and liquidity pools. However, a more deeply integrated and fundamental use of crypto in businesses is necessary to progress towards mainstream confidence and utility. More innovative applications for crypto could include using it to enhance transparency and facilitate back office reconciliation, something traditional fiat currencies are unable to do. So people ask, why would they just, why, why won't they just use Ripple's tech? Why won't they use XRP? Or why would they use XRP? Right? Here's your answer. More innovative applications for crypto could include using it to enhance transparency and facilitate back office reconciliation, something traditional fiat currencies are unable to do. This is why they will use XRP. This is why they are not just going to be on RippleNet, not using on-demand liquidity XRP. This is why Wall Street had to stall up XRP and Ripple. Crypto can also give organizations more control and custody over capital by bolstering traditional treasury functions such as simple, secure, real-time money transfers. So instead of them having to hold their money at the bank, at the clearinghouse, right, this is going to be them actually having custody over their capital, eliminating the need for the pre-funding Nostrovosho accounts. $30 trillion problem. $30 trillion problem.
not just a market. It's a problem that needs to be solved. Key considerations when choosing a crypto liquidity provider. To maximize these crypto... This is Ripple explaining why they're going to be the chosen crypto liquidity provider, a lender of last resort, according to Miguel Vias, head of XRP markets at Ripple, a lender of last resort. Key considerations when choosing a crypto liquidity provider. To maximize these crypto use cases, companies will need an enterprise level liquidity provider, one that can execute real-time trades with a minimum number of requotes or slippage while delivering on high-level security and regulatory standards, simplicity of integration, and superior 24-7, 365 uptime. For those who didn't know, Swift is dead. Quick update for those of you guys who didn't know that yet. Critically, a liquidity partner serving enterprises must also provide exceptional breadth of liquidity. Multi-asset liquidity is vital because it allows for improved prices and price stability, even with large volume orders, shielding businesses from high price swings due to large trades and market volatility, i.e. USDC and USDT just got added to the XRP ledger as pairs, i.e. go look at all the other currencies that are already on the XRP ledger. This helps build that breadth of liquidity. Remember what was just happening when Elizabeth Warren was going on her crazy tirade uh, recently this week at this in the Senate hearing, she's going on some crazy tirade talking about how the Russian oligarchs can use Bitcoin to money billions of dollars. And the guy simply says, no, there's not enough liquidity to do that. This is the solution, right? There's not enough liquidity yet, but understand that Ripple ODL is already at global coverage now. We just heard that from Ashish Birla. But the run rate is about $10 billion in XRP on 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 on-demand liquidity. That's the daily run rate. So that liquidity is coming. That liquidity is coming, right? And remember, when they're able to make their trades in three to five seconds, see, this, this allows for shielding businesses from high price swings due to large trades and market volatility. In order to achieve this, enterprise customers require a new way to source digital assets from the broader crypto market more easily and efficiently. Designed as a turnkey solution for enterprise needs, Ripple Liquidity Hub will leverage smart order routing to source digital assets at optimized prices from market makers. That means when you use Ripple's Liquidity Hub using leveraging smart order routing on the XRP ledger, the decentralized exchange that is within the XRP ledger will find you the most optimized price. When you do that, it will get you the best price for that trade, for that exchange, from market makers, exchanges, and the OTC desks. It will uniquely solve for the specific pain points of enterprise customers, avoiding intensive integrations through a streamlined API and eliminating pre-funding requirements to free up working capital, $30 trillion Nostro problem. In other words, a trusted one-stop shop for buying, selling, and holding crypto assets. Ripple is preparing to be the bank of the new financial system. The bank. My first video that went viral when I first started on TikTok. 
I said we shouldn't be comparing Ripple to the Federal Reserve because they don't just service one country. We should be comparing them to the IMF because they're ready to be a lender of last resort, the central bank of central banks. Ripple, ready to be the central bank of the digital asset new financial system. And this is why they will use digital assets. This is why they will tokenize the whole internet of value. When I went in and I bought my silver today, I'm talking to this guy and we were having a good conversation. Good guy. And I, and I bought some silver here and, uh, first time actually buying some precious metals. And it was, it was interesting talking to him. Now, obviously he has a little incentive. He's selling metals. So he's an anti-crypto guy. Uh, but I, I think he's just one of these guys, good guys. They understand what's going on with the United States losing the reserve currency status, completely tapped in on everything because he's a major gold bug. He had the executive order uh, printed out up on the wall. It was fun. You know, it was a really fun experience. I got the I got the itch now. It was kind of fun to go get these little silver rocks and uh, put them up on the shelf. But uh, he just hasn't done his research on cryptocurrency. These, these gold buzz, these old guys, I was in there and there was like three other dudes that were in like their 70s who came in and I'm like, geez, what am I doing here? But uh, boy, if they knew about XRP, how it's it's a real ledger that can actually function for 10 years now. We've had no downtime and it allows you to move anything to anything. You can go from gold to CBDC, from your Starbucks token to an NFT, anything to anything, three to five seconds for pennies on the dollar for the transaction cost. I mean, But this is why we've diversified across the board is because I'm ready for whichever way they want to go with things. They want to turn off the lights on us and we got to go back to the dark ages. Well, we got the little rocks here on the shelf, you know, uh, we got skills, we got essentials. Um, personally, you know, I got a lot of baby supplies, a lot of diapers and wipes, right? You know, got to take care of the princess girl. And so we're stockpiled. We're ready to roll. And I encourage you guys to have a plan too. Not only if something crazy happens for inflation. It's a hedge against inflation. But yes, I did finally buy silver. But with a lot of these guys, they just haven't done the research. If he gave me 15 minutes to explain XRP to him, he'd be like, okay, yeah, this makes sense, right? But this is what I wanted to tell you about my silver dealer. He's the largest guy in my area. And he told me that he's a million dollars behind as far as his silver order. Maybe that included his silver or gold, but I was talking about his, his supplies with him. He said he's already bought a million dollars worth that he's behind on. So it's getting tight out there. And the, we're talking about this in my Discord group about you know uh, the people in my Discord are saying how their dealers, they're talking to them too, their suppliers, and it's getting tight. So this guy told me, he said that they'll order 5,000 ounces and they'll get in three. They'll order 10,000 ounces. They'll get in eight. And he's already paid up a million dollars. He's like, yep, you, you pay up front and then you wait to get delivery. He said he's a million dollars behind. 
million dollars worth of product. So yeah, spot price. I don't know what I paid 28 bucks an ounce. I think I got a better deal on the 10 ounce, uh, Troy bars or whatever those were. I was, I, so this got me all excited cause I was in there and talking to him and then I'm on my way home and I'm like, God, I need to stop by, uh, I was going to stop and buy some ammo too. Cause I was just getting the itch, you know, just stacking metal, stacking metal, baby. God bless America. No, it was cool though. It was such a, it was such a fun experience going in and buying some metals for the first time. And and I told the guy, you know, I said, what I've been saying here is that, yeah, like some gains. He said three digits. He he said three digits. Which I thought was funny because I'm just like, it's funny how we talk about the utility coins and how they're going to be going to three, four, five digits, right? And a lot of the gold bugs talk about 10,000 per ounce, 20,000 per ounce, right? I was, I was thinking how it's just funny, the comparisons to... The gold bugs, the metal, the metal bugs, and then the crypto guys, the utility guys here, XRP, 10K, XLM, three digits. But yeah, he said that silver is going to three digits, but I told him, I said, you know, I recognize this is the original decentralized currency, right? So I just want to get my hands on some, you know. But um, guys, that was the update for today. I appreciate you guys for coming in.